Recently, a young woman named Samantha Josephson went missing from Columbia, South Carolina. She had gotten separated from her friends while they were visiting area bars and called for an Uber. She got into a car in the Five Points area of Columbia. It was not her Uber ride. Samantha's body was found hours later, a sad and tragic end to a beautiful life. Her death brought back up memories of another young woman that disappeared from the Five Points area. Unlike Samantha, this woman was never found. Hello, fellow sleuths. I am Kathy. And I'm Michael. And you are listening to A Southern Sleuth. It was September 23, 1992, and Dale Dinwiddie and a dozen of her friends went to a U2 concert at williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina. After the concert, the friends got into various cars and went to Jungle Gyms. Jungle Gyms was a popular nightclub in the Five Points area of Columbia. After about an hour, the friends were ready to leave, but they couldn't find Dale. They each assumed she had left with this friend or that friend, but Dale had not left. She talked to the bouncer around 1.30 and asked if he had seen her friends. She left the bar, leaving her purse behind, and set out on foot, headed north on Harden Street. What? She left her purse? Yeah. And she seems to have walked off the face of the earth. That, that sounds odd right to start with. I mean, just... And I thought about that, but I wonder if if she even had anything in her purse. I would think her ID was in her purse. Right, like a lot of young people if they don't have... And her money? Money. So I can't believe she would leave it Unless, I and mean, he said that she wasn't very intoxicated because when I first heard that, I thought, was she, had she been drinking so much that she just left her purse? Well, I wonder if she was intoxicated on some other, I don't know. Well, hmm. that has been a theory too. People have wondered did someone put something in her drink? Right. That's what I was thinking. Well, a little bit about the Five Points area. Um, according to Wikipedia, the Five Points area is Columbus, Columbia's first neighborhood shopping district. It had, and still has, bars, shops, and restaurants. Columbia's first supermarket opened there, and their first Chinese restaurant. Oh. It is located near the University of South Carolina, and was, and still is, a popular area for college-aged people to go at night. You know, there was a five points in Raleigh. 
Right. Uh, it made me think about that when I yeah. heard five points. And, and I that's thought, actually is, where, there are five points everywhere? Well, in Raleigh, it is where the intersection of five five roads meet together. Um, so, because you, you, it's a really weird intersection. And it, it, it was kind of dead years ago, but it kind of picked up a resurgence over time. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool little trendy area. Actually, the first place I lived on my own was just a couple of blocks down from there. Yep, on Fairview Road. Yeah. My little pad. Well, at the time of her disappearance, Dale was 23 years old. She didn't live in her own pad. She lived with her parents, but she had graduated from college in 1991 from Randolph-Macon Women's College. She had an art degree, and she hoped to attend graduate school at the University of South Carolina. Her parents lived in a neighborhood not far from the Five Points area. Her father woke up at 6.15 on May 24th and soon realized that Dale's bed had not been slept in. He was surprised, but he tried not to panic. He woke up his wife, and they started calling different people that Dale might be with. By 8.30, they knew they had to call the police. At first, the Columbia Police Department didn't seem too concerned. As usual, they tell you, you know, she's grown, she's 23, she doesn't have to report to her parents. Right. They're like, they know their daughter. Dale's parents were able to convince the police that their daughter would not just disappear. I mean, she's 23. She's never done anything like that before. They explained the events of the night. They um, told them how Dale was. Her demeanor had been normal in the recent days. There was no reason for her to walk off and no past behavior that would make that make sense. So law enforcement believed them and they started treating it as a kidnapping. Oh, that's a terrifying thought. These people that grab people like that. We were talking about it earlier. It's just, that's very unsettling to me. You know, people need to be, especially young girls, need to be very mindful of their surroundings. And that's something a lot of parents would do good by to teach them that as they're growing up you know it's tough because you don't want to bring them up in a environment of fear but you know need to teach them to be mindful for sure i think it's very important very very because i know that i've done some things that i probably could have been kidnapped and killed and you know no one would have ever known what happened to me oh yeah like when i met you at white lake (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. I was really in danger then. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dale's mom called news columnist Kathleen Parker to tell her about Dale's disappearance. And the reason was because Dale was working for Kathleen. She had been watching her son over the summer. And since the start of his school year, Dale had been meeting him at his bus stop. That's a smart move, actually, to contact um uh, You know, that could be a... a a resource for parents sometimes that maybe aren't are hitting roadblocks with the police they could yeah and i don't know if her mom was thinking about that she said she she called kathleen to let her know dale wasn't going to be there to get her son off the bus but when kathleen learned about it she was very distraught and she wanted to help yeah she's now, got kathleen now works for cnn i don't think i don't know who she worked for back then um 
but she used her connections and was able to get a command station set up. And at that place, they created flyers, they made calls, they organized searches. Someone got in touch with you, too, and made them aware um, of, of this young lady that had gone missing after attending their concert. So two weeks after she went missing at their concert that week, they displayed her picture and information on the jumbo screen. And friends of the family were also at that concert handing out flyers. So her face and the plea for information was getting out to the public, but Dale still wasn't being found. Wow, man. That was great of them to try to, you know, put a little bit of word out there. It's got to make it tough on the concert. You know, you're trying to put on a show and you've got missing person like that, but I guess bad things happen. Life's well, at least she didn't go missing from the concert. I mean, she, oh, from that concert, right? She right, left, right. you know, the concert safely. She went right. missing from downtown. Yeah, that was area. very, very, very cool of them to help out like that. Being the last person to speak with her, the bouncer was immediately suspected by some of the public. Some people still suspect him, but investigators cleared him pretty quickly. Um, this guy, I have his name, but I'm not going to put it up here. But he said that she did not appear heavily intoxicated. He said she left the bar once and then she came back. She asked him if he had seen her friends. He told her no. Um, he told her that he would call her a cab and she refused. She ended up walking back out of the bar now, some people really judge him harshly for not keeping her there. And I guess he could try, and he probably did. But you can't just hold someone at a bar. I mean, if you have no reason to keep them there, if he had held her there, then people would be up in arms about that. Oh, he'd be catching a kidnapping charge. Right, I and mean, you, you can't, can't just keep people somewhere, especially if he said she didn't appear you know, you know what it's very so, intoxicated. It sounds like to me, just based off that, I'm wondering if... Some guy she had, or she had started talking to, and maybe it got weird, and then she was trying to find her friends, and then, then you say she left her purse her there? Her purse. Mm-hmm. Right. She did. Okay, so leaving her purse there made me think, that that is very odd, you know, especially if you're not drunk or buzzed, and it just made me think maybe she was being... Uh, approached by somebody that didn't make her feel comfortable. Oh, inside the bar. Inside she just the wanted bar, to get out. She was trying to get out, and that's why she left real fast, you know, with her purse there. But, you know. Well, investigators think that she took a ride with someone familiar to her, but maybe not a person she knew very well. Yeah, like somebody in the bar. Well, right. But she wouldn't have taken a ride for somebody that was creeping her out. But Maybe it could have been somebody else saw it. there. Somebody that saw it. You know, they were a familiar face, somebody she knew once or twice. I can see myself doing that. If all my friends were gone, it's one thirty a.m., you come out of a bar, um, you're facing a walk. I mean, her house was in walking distance, but it would have been a long walk, and she would have had right. to walk through some pretty shady areas. So right. I think dicey. if if that was me and I saw someone that I was kind of familiar with, I might get in the car with them rather than take the chance of walking home. That might have seemed like a safer option for her, but unfortunately it doesn't appear that it was if that's what happened. 
And she could have been snatched. I mean, just snatched off the street. Like we've talked about, people think that you're going to be screaming and making this big fuss. But I've read many accounts of people being taken and they said one minute they're walking down the street and the next minute they're in a car. They didn't have a second to yell or fight or anything. Right. Because it's like we were talking about earlier. They're planning it out. They've already they're sitting there waiting, watching for the perfect time. You have you're just in your own head going about your business and have no idea. So it, I could see how it could I mean, at first thought you think, "Nah, that that don't sound right," but it, with with somebody planning it and you don't know, yeah, I could see how that could happen. Right. And she was she was very tiny. I mean, she was like 5 feet tall and less than 100 pounds. And she could easily, I would think, be caught off guard, especially she's kind of out of sorts. She's looking for her friends. She's trying to figure things out. And, I mean, somebody could have grabbed her right up, stuffed her in a car, and no one would have even noticed. There were some suspects, or they have come about. I don't know if they came about then, but they have come about later. There's a guy, Ronaldo Rivera. He is a convicted killer. He was arrested in 2000 and connected to the deaths of four women in Georgia and South Carolina. And he was a student at the University of South Carolina when Dale went missing. Now, law enforcement doubts that he's responsible because he confessed to other crimes but completely denies involvement with Dale. Was that out of character? I mean, does usually a serial killer tell all their kills i mean that i I think that's pretty normal that they don't tell every thing they've done right i think it's the other way a lot of times they tell they they tend to confess the things they didn't even do right okay it seems that way now i mean there's been some like israel keys who kind of hinted at maybe i did this maybe i did that or he he would kind of dance all around it but a lot of them have actually confessed to crimes and wow. and law enforcement comes back and says oh I don't think I think it's that they know they're going down so they want the and they want to be the biggest they want yeah. to be Tension. shocking it's not shocking to kill four people it's shocking to kill 40 people God every there's 20 people in here that kill four people right they want to be you know the the biggest and the baddest I guess and of course they're also you know psychopaths so they might like the idea that they're kind of messing with law enforcement a little bit like you don't know if i'm telling the truth or not and i went on web sleuths as i often do and and different message boards and there was some mention on there of a confidential informant being the one that kidnapped dale he's not named and even if he was i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say it up here But these comments usually say this person is also responsible for missing person Paula Merchant. Paula went missing in 1999 from an area close to Five Points. Her burned out car was found, but she was not. I'm not sure what to make of these comments and accusations. The person seems very passionate about what he believes, but I guess there's no way to prove it. What do you you mean? The person that's making these comments, there's a person that says that he knows who killed her. 
that somebody took her and killed her that he knows who it is and that the person is a confidential informant to law enforcement and that's how he's gotten away with it then he not only is involved in Dale Dinwiddie but he's also involved in Paula Merchant but I just can't it's hard for me to fathom that there's somebody that would do something like that if the police know that they're just going to let them get away with it because they're a confidential informant I mean I'm I'm just not sure yeah, about some, that something sounds a little, little off there so this person either really really believes this or is just really really dedicated to making other people believe this right but at any rate her parents continue to wait for definite answers Local papers and news stations revisit the case every few years to keep it on everyone's radar. Kathleen, that we spoke about earlier, she does. she's done some reports on it. The friends that were with Dale that night are middle-aged now, and I wonder how this has affected their lives. I wonder about the guilt they probably feel, although they didn't purposely leave her behind. Mostly, I wonder if we will ever know what happened to Dale. Well, her parents get some answers. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at one eight 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 Crime SC. Yes, please. Thanks in advance for any help with with this case. It would be great to help these loved ones get some relief and some closure. Now for my PSA, like we were talking about, ladies especially, you are in danger. I mean, that might sound sexist, but it's just that kind of world. You are in more danger. But everyone, please make sure you don't leave a friend behind. If you go out in a group, make sure everyone in that group comes back. Take care of each other. Especially it's so easy now with communication. It's not like back in the the 80s or 90s you would didn't have a cell phone or or didn't have now you can it's so easy to get messages through it seems you know no excuse not to to know where your people are at right better safe than sorry thank y'all for listening please rate us on itunes if you have an account subscribe wherever you do listen to us visit our group on facebook check out our website a southern sleuth podcast we'll have an age progression picture of dale up there and some other links we'd love to hear your thoughts and your suggestions and we so appreciate you listening thank you so much a southern sleuth is a production of cream dream studios all episodes researched and written by me all music written and performed by michael that's me